Lifestyle Ministries, where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. Faith is a very powerful tool. The Bible says that all things are possible to him that believeth in Mark 9.23. So many times when our faith is tried, we simply feel defeated and give up. There is victory to be won when we place our faith in Jesus. Let's take a look at what a little faith produced for the lame man sick with the palsy in Mark chapter 2. Hello, and thank you for joining us as we spend time in the scriptures taking a look through what might be a very familiar story for you out of the scriptures, but it's one that has lasting value. It is an account in the scriptures that when we look at it closely should charge each of us to make a change in our lives. Faith is real, and faith does real work in our life when we employ it. There are greater things to come when we use faith to forge our path. Let's pray. Our kind and most gracious to Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to thank you for your presence in my life. I want to thank you, Lord, for the fact that you give us faith as we ask. Lord, that you will show us things in our lives that increase our faith. You will show us things in other people's lives that allow us to know that you are alive and well and that you are still working and that there is power in prayer and that with faith, just that of a grain of a mustard seed, that we can move amazing mountains in our lives because you want for us to have a victorious life. So you have equipped us and you continue to lead us and to guide us in a forward positive direction that enables us to become more and more like you each day as our faith grows and as we begin to learn more about you and we draw closer to you and the closer we are to you, the more the power of you is activated in us and the more that we want to be like you, Lord, the more that we desire to move and operate and act and be the person you would have us to be, then we become powerful and as powerful Christians, we can turn this world upside down down and we can live the life that you intended for us a life full of joy that is unspeakable and full of glory for you and one that is full of peace lord we can have those plans to prosper us and we can live them as we employ the faith that you've asked us to do and given to us and in jesus name we pray Amen. There are so many verses about faith that I could do this for the rest of my life and every message be on faith and I would never exhaust the thoughts, the truths 
and the gems that God has given us in his word regarding faith. And if I was to give you one piece of encouragement beyond being saved, it would be to work in his scriptures. We don't work for salvation, but as we begin to get in the scriptures and we begin to study because the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, as we begin to draw close to the Lord and begin to get to know him through the words of his Bible, then we begin to understand who he is. And as we understand who he is, our faith grows because we see that he's a God that does what he said he will do. He's a God that does what no one else can do. He is a God that is alive and real and his word is dynamic and it changes our lives and it changes things and he encourages us to draw near to him and he will draw near to us. He tells us that as we pray and seek him, that he will find us as we ask him to answer our prayers and we ask him questions he will answer us and he shows us the things that we don't know he has a plan for us and he wants us to follow him and he wrote these that we might know that we have life and have it more abundantly faith it's the key folks It's the key to our salvation as we place our faith in the one and only true living God, in Jesus who died on the cross, the Son of God, the sinless, spotless Lamb who shed his blood that you and I might go free. But what I would like to spend my time right now with you discussing is the account in Mark chapter 2. And it begins like this. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, And it was noised that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they laid down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. O Lord, open our hearts to hear what you have in this passage of Scripture. The first thing I would like to bring to your attention is that where there is faith, There's noise. The Bible says that it was noise that Jesus was in the house. When I look at that, it really stirs me because I wonder, how much noise am I making about Jesus? See, when things are important and there's a buzz of going on in the town, it's because somebody's excited about something. You let a celebrity come to town, and everybody in my town is going to know about it. You may even drive miles to see concerts, to watch famous sporting events. People talk about it. 
You spend all year, perhaps, working towards going to a vacation for a week or so. You look at pictures. You come back. You show people pictures. You talk about the great times that you had. Where you are excited, there is noise. And these people were excited. Jesus was in town. So I submit to you that where there is faith, there's noise. When you believe in Jesus, you know you have the answer. So when your friends and family have a need, you're pointing them to Jesus. You're talking about Jesus. You're testifying about what Jesus has done, about what you believe Jesus can do. I wonder if you really believe what Jesus can do. I wonder if you really attribute the amazing blessings in your life to the one true living God? If so, you surely must be talking about it. There should be conversation on your lips in every encounter with people that somehow bring about Jesus. We all know those people who can bring Jesus into any situation. Some of you may think they're weird, but you know what the truth is? They're fully in love with Jesus, and they know him for who he is. And they're so excited, they just can't get over him. They just can't squelch the greatness of God in them. Maybe we need to take a look at this piece of scripture, and we need to go back to the drawing board, and we need to go back to the beginning and see where he brought us from and where he's going to take us to. That is worthy of some noise. Oh, we need to have noise in the house because Jesus should be in your house. The next thing I see in this passage of Scripture is that there is value in friendship. See, this man couldn't make it on his own. He needed his friends to help him. But I also want you to see that his friends took him to Jesus. I believe there's a lesson in that. I believe there's a lesson that we are to learn that our friends need to be godly people. Now, we need to go to the center and bring them to where we are, but we got to be careful to not let the center bring us to where they are. See, they took the man sick with the palsy to Jesus. They took the man who needed Jesus to Jesus. They understood that if they could just get him in front of Jesus, that Jesus would meet his need. Oh, I wonder if we believe that. See, his friends had enough faith to take him where he needed to be. They brought him to Jesus because their faith was strong enough to know that Jesus was his answer. How many of us know people who we know are without Jesus? We're just not bringing them to Jesus. And we're not bringing Jesus to them because we don't want to offend them. We don't want to upset them. But it's time that we made some noise about the presence of Jesus in our life so that those without Jesus would begin to want what we have in Jesus. We need to have a kind of relationship with Jesus that the world is in awe of so that when we come in front of them and put Jesus in front of them, that they want him. See, the value of Christian friends 
can't be overstated because the Bible says that when Jesus saw their faith, not just his faith, not just the one sick with the palsy, but when he saw their faith, that's what moved them. See, these friends were willing to do whatever it took. They took him a long way, and he had to weigh some weight. And then when they got there, many of us would have said, well, I can't get in. We got to just turn around and go back. Let's just stop. No. Their faith was so strong, they were not going to be detoured. In fact, they were persistent. The faith inside of them created an unsquelched persistence to get the man in need of Jesus in front of Jesus. Now, my question to you is this. What kind of friends do you have? What kind of friend are you? Are you easily stopped? Or will you go the extra mile? Do you have a burden for people's souls? Even your brothers and sisters in Christ that might be out of fellowship, does it bother you enough to point out that they need to change their lives and allow Jesus to rule it? In loving kindness, do you show them the scriptures and what God says about how one should live? Do you put Jesus in front of them? Are you spending time around the throne praying for them? Do you love them enough to plead their case with Jesus? And do you believe if you can just get them in front? of Jesus, he will save them. You see, this faith was very strong. There were so many people gathered. There was no way to get in the house, not through the doorway. But these godly friends full of faith cut a hole in the roof. Now, I would think it would be hard to get him up on the roof. I imagine it took effort, took effort to carry him. I want you to notice that they carried his burden, the burden of his weight. They stayed close by him. Nobody ran away. Nobody quit halfway through. Nobody said, sorry, pal. This is too much for me. We're good friends and all, but I hope you get better. Let me know what I can do to help you. Oh, so often we say that. No, they were determined They were focused in their heart. They were going to get their friend to Jesus because they knew. They didn't just think it. They knew that if they could get their friend to Jesus, his needs would be met. Nothing was going to stand in their way because they knew who Jesus was. And their faith was so strong that nothing was going to turn their head. Do you know that Jesus is the answer for whatever's wrong in your life? Do you know that? They did. But I also want you to know that their faith wasn't just strong and determined. 
it caused them to act. When you look at this very closely, their faith put them into action. See, faith without works is dead. You can't work your way into heaven, but if you have faith in Jesus Christ and you know who he is and you understand the power that works in you that is given to you by the Holy Spirit that Jesus places in you when you surrender your life to him and you begin to follow him, when you understand who he is and what he does and the amazing transformation that he is creating in your life, when you understand that, you are going to work Work for him because you're going to love him and you will have the faith to believe that what he says is right. You will understand Romans 8, 28 like you've never understood it before. You'll understand that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to his purpose. Oh, you'll understand that what seems like despair if you're in the center of God's will, it's just an opportunity to watch a miracle. See, actions are important. They weren't afraid to get involved. They weren't afraid to roll up their sleeves and do God's work. They were God's hands and God's feet because they took their friend to them. They inconvenienced themselves. They even put themselves in danger. Does that remind you of any time? Remember when Jesus went to the woman at the well to save her soul and he knew who she was. He knew what she had done and he put himself in harm's way, but nothing stopped him because the love he had for her was greater than anything else. And that's the love he has for you. And he has called us to give of ourselves pour ourselves out so that he can pour himself in. He has told us that we can't outgive him. We can't outdo him. If we simply follow him, he will give us the strength. He will give us the abilities. He will provide the way. He will provide the necessities. He will tell us what to do. He will surround us and protect us. All we have to do is follow. Oh, life is so much easier then. We don't even have to make decisions. The one decision, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. And then this looked like the power of faith. The absolute power of faith. In faith believing, nothing wavering, the friends took the man sick with the palsy to Jesus. They got into Jesus, and Jesus did the rest. We are so often got that messed up. We try to clean them up, fix them up, tell them what to do, beat them over the head with the Bible, you know, try to make sure they're this, they're that. Just get them in front of Jesus and let him do the work. He met the greatest need of his life, and that wasn't saving him from the palsy, but he made him whole. We can be whole in Jesus. All of our hurts, all of our troubles, all of our pain, we can be whole in Jesus. Jesus saved his soul and healed his life. See, that's how it works with Jesus. He's always going to give you more than you ask and so much more than you deserve. Because that's how he works.
That's who he is. The man sick with the palsy couldn't get himself to Jesus, but his friends could, and they did. Perhaps it's time we took a look at the people around us and asked this question. Who do we know that needs us to bring them to Jesus? And what are you willing to do to get your friends in front of Jesus? Thank you, Jesus, for always giving more than we ask and more than we deserve. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Women at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Women at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you, and you are loved. Happy girl.